Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well. Six rounds of your fantasy footy season is in the can. You're a quarter of the way through the year. Gosh, that's crazy when we say it like that, hey? But the good news is still plenty of stuff to talk about on this episode. Joining me this week, as you did last week, I've got Kane back on. Hello, mate. How are you? Good, MJ. Yeah, we're back to normality this week. We've got a Friday game. Yes. We've got five Saturday games. We've got our three Sundays. Teams come out Thursday. It all feels a little bit normal. We know this is a funny time of year when we want to get our upgrades going. But do we have the cows? That's probably Ooh. a question I'm sure we'll tackle. Oh, we will definitely get to that. We've got to talk Brody Grundy, uh, one of the most popular rucks of 2022. Been a bit, a little bit of variance in his scoring this year. Departed our sides this week now with a, a minimum of, of 10 to 12 weeks. He's out. He is a forced trade. We will talk about the candidates of who and what and how you should be considering, regardless of the other 29 options you've got. Uh, if you play Ultimate Footy 2, by the way, just to jump in before we do get to the first bit, 15 new players have picked up DPP in uh, that drafting format of the game. We've got them listed for you at coachespanel.tv and some big important names came maybe right off the bat. We'll start with a couple of those. No surprises. Dane Zorko's picked up back status. Angus Brayshaw's picked up back status, and maybe to a lesser extent, but Brandon Ellis also picking up back status. Those three are probably some of the more relevant gains that draft coaches are getting in ultimate footy this week. Yeah, absolutely. Again, especially that Gold Coast game plan, we highlighted a few podcasts ago, it hasn't been possession-based. Will that change? We know that's when Brandon Ellis is at his best. You think yeah. the start of last year when they were you know, one of the best teams for taking marks. You think back to that Collingwood game from memory, just how monstrous he is. Uh, Will that change? Again, you're not complaining when you got the option to throw him in defense. You know, it's a lot easier to find a 70 midfielder, especially if you've, we always say, stock up in that regard. They always seem to go quickly, those midfielders. That's true. Um, But even this year, MJ, with everything that's going on, I'm finding that people just having midfield status or back, just having an extra status, the flexibility alone in this oh, season so in particular. Important. I don't think I've ever had so many guys that, you know, typically I would throw an Alice back, but I'm just saying, mm. you know what? I just need to keep him in the midfield. So flexibility this year feels really, really important. But if you are well-stocked in the midfield, any of those guys you mentioned, it's going to probably give you 10, 15 point bump a week, which can be really, really huge. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. Again, some leagues, depending on the variables they have of their league settings, don't let you pick up from the player pool once the round commences or things like that. So you're right. That in-squad versatility can be the difference between copping a couple of donuts on the field or those 50-50 games where you've got a nice option that you've got in the back line. You want to loophole that score, depending on the oh, opportunity. Loopholing in particular is so important in draft. And that's oh, where yeah. we always say you got to learn your rules because some of them, they just let you put nothing in there. So you, you can just really have a crack whenever you want. So yeah, I found it this year, especially in the draft formats, that flexibility of any status. I think in the previous years, we usually just didn't care about the adding midfield guys. 
but this year it, it's already helped me a few times already. Yeah, no, fair enough too. So normally on these podcasts, what we like to do is right towards the end, our Patreons, who are our supporters uh, that just love what we've been able to give to them either this season in the preseason or the previous years, you can jump on and become a Patreon for as little as a couple of bucks a month. All the links are at coachespanel.tv. We normally save their questions for last, but you know what, this week, just going to completely change the order of the episode, Kane, and put our Patreon questions right front and centre. And don't you worry, we'll get to Brody Grundy for those that have that dilemma later on. Um, Brendan Wright's got a really interesting question right out of the gate. It's kind of comes off the back of the comments of David Noble um, that alluded to the fact that Callum Coleman-Jones is deserving of a place, that Todd Goldstein is not getting dropped anytime soon. And so Brendan's asked, even if Cherry's not dropped, is it time to move him on now? Well, MJ, it probably always starts, what else have you got going on? And maybe what's your expectation that Cherry will score if he was played alongside Coleman Jones and Goldstein? Because at the lower mm-hmm. level, Coleman Jones has been getting that opportunity. Like he's having really good performances as the number one ruck. He hasn't just been parked as a full forward. He's actually getting to play that role. Mm. So you'd have to think that he's going to get some ruck time there. Looking at it over the weekend, it looks to be about a 60-40 split, roughly, between Goldson and Sherry. So, um, yeah, it's something you're going to have to think about. I think he's at a price point now where you can get a lot for him. You can Mm. really capitalise and improve your side doing so um you know they did play all together round one sherry yep. scored a 61 so i don't think it's disastrous disastrous i think a lot of people will have a lot of stuff going on that they might feel is more pressing yes and to have a guy that you know i'd be very surprised if sherry just went and sat at full forward like i still think there might be a sharing going on in that regard you'd think if anyone's going to lose some rock contest it's going to be Surely goldie Goldie's going to lose that opportunity. Um, And maybe they play him as a full forward. It it is really hard, though, when you've got a side that, you know, is struggling. Struggling not just to get the ball down there, but, you know, they're just trying to find out what is their best mix. And they've got this guy in in Coleman Jones that they've they've brought across. Yeah, yeah, and and they they want to show what he can do. So, you know, you've got Larky off a eight-disposal game, had no Mm -hmm. impact, again, against the Cats, tough opposition. Um, you've got to see what the ins and outs of that team are. I don't think it's as simple as Coleman Jones comes in and you're, you're panicking with Sherry. Now, he could get dropped, absolutely. You don't know. It could be a, and that a rest. Changes it could be things, something. Of course. And that would change things. But I think the thing with Sherry in my book is I'm only moving him on ahead of guys like, you know, Horn Francis, Rochelle. Mm. If you really need that primo and you need that cash to get to that primo you really want yeah. and you think you need a strike this week. Yeah. I can understand it, but you know, Sherry's a guy MJ that's, you know, he's given us 73 in DT and 83 in super coach. He, he, so he could not as, have done any more that he's asked. And I look at the matchup against Carlton this week against a Tom DeConning. Yeah. Even that's fortunate timing, isn't it? He He's one third of a ruck triplets. We know what he did to West Coast, very undermanned and inexperienced ruck division just a month ago. DeConning, while valiant last week against Darcy, that's a real physical matchup um, for that one. Carlton, like Collingwood, 
are probably even worse off in their ruck division, actually. At least Collingwood have Darcy Cameron, who at lower levels has been a number one ruck. DeConning in time will be great. So I, I look at Cherry and I go, look, barring him being dropped, you probably will have other priorities, whether it be bringing in a certain cow, upgrading and topping out another one. Um, unless he's dropped, I, I think he's fine. He's got the round 14 buy. He feels to me like a low priority trade, unless he's out of the yeah. side. Yeah, I, I think so too. And so unless you really need a little bit extra cash that's on his head as opposed it, it to... Gets you two, it gets you two. It gets you gone. Oh, oh, yeah. I get that because sometimes you don't get a chance to get those top-end guys. And no. you've got a window to do it. And points-wise, you know, in, in, in detail, in AF, they're obviously a lot closer to him. So you're probably only mm. giving up a handful of points. Now, in Supercoach, obviously, he's a bit better. You know, the yep. Ruckman usually are. Um, but if you think that combination can work and that's what you've got to do, I get it. But for yep. me, I feel more comfortable with him on the field as opposed to... Rochelle or Horn Francis. So I'd just be doing that. Also that flexibility. You never know when you need that flexibility. So I see a scenario where it could be a necessary trade out. Yep. But I think for a lot of teams, there's other people that you move on beforehand. Yeah, I think that's fair. Ian McRae wants to know, who are the rookies to be targeting now? And I think Oof. that like maybe now, we now? the conversation here because – Maybe I got a caveat before I get your take on some names and some factors is the cows we do have at the moment, most of them are now, if they're not ripe for the culling, they probably will be in a week or two. Some of them are now overripe where they might start even incrementally losing it, albeit small moments of cash. They have the, probably these ones have the best scoring ceiling and job security and outside of probably two, I don't have a heap of confidence in guys that are cheap cows. So who are the rookies to be targeting now, Kane? Well, I think the one that we spoke about heavily last week was Sam Hayes. Yeah. And that's why last week on the podcast, we said it wasn't anything to do with, with Grundy. It was the fact no. that most people you know, already had Bruce and were considering Bruce. And, and we believe that you needed Hayes. And we also believe that you need Proust on field to maximize yes. what he gives you dollars per point. Yep. So we sort of started with the contention that a lot of people have Gorn and Grundy, mm-hmm. some combination of that. We said, you need to get Proust on field. The yep. dollars at his price are too good. You can reallocate and improve your team elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But then we also said, you need to get Hayes. Like you can't be having mm-hmm. Proust, Gorn, and Grundy and missing nah. out on this guy Hayes. Now we know AF's different because yep. it was an utility opportunity to put him in the utility, but yep. in Supercoach in particular, because he's a better scorer in Supercoach too, Sam Definitely. Hayes. That it wasn't about getting rid of Grundy because you were, you know, super upset or disappointed with what Grundy was doing, albeit he was off a poor score against the Lions. Sure. We said he's going to bounce back against the Bombs. And he did. But we said you can't miss Hayes because there's no other cows that we really trust at that time. Mm-hmm. So Hayes is, is one for me. I think a lot yep. of people, especially after the Grundy news, that's fallen in their lap. If they grabbed Hayes last week to allow for an upgrade, you know, they can they can find a way to get Bruce or vice versa. So I think he's a clear one. Yep. Um, let's keep in mind, he's had two very cushy matchups. Oh, yes. So I would be hesitant if it was a Sam Hayes on field. But at the end of the day, MJ, 
what does Rids always say? It's a cow. So Cows if he's a cow at 123 and he's, and he's giving you 50, fine. that's fine. Now, after this is where it gets interesting. I, <laughs> I have had a little look. I try not to get too deep into my own trades, one on this podcast, but too early in the week. Yes. Because I don't want to close myself off. We know, especially last week, as someone who had Tim English, plans were great until teams came out. Mm-hmm. And then it was a bit of chaos. So obviously last week, Roses was a guy that a lot of people were really keen on. Yeah. Now, a lot of people learned about the update trade button when that came through. And I think that's a great addition. Well I think done. that because you don't want that to decide, do you? Ever? Nah. A lot of people had to make nah. moves early in the week. I think it's great. You can up- update. There's no harm done there. You can nah. update, reallocate, shuffle it around. Yeah. But our concern was small forward playing for Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Does he score enough to? generate enough cash and for yeah. me i thought at 130 you know maybe you get tempted at 102 sure but i thought do i really trust that this guy has awesome job security no no he, he might he might not we never you know future will tell us that sure. but you know we've seen what a Corey durden does playing for carlton mm. like you, you're gonna get some stinkers it's yep. just the role yep. and roses isn't exactly a superstar small forward yet, you know, even in no. his own team, you know, Rankin would be ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Benny Ainsworth's maybe some sort well, of. We've seen the variance of a, of a Rochelle, haven't we, from the yeah. Cloves? Anything from well, that's 30 the, to 100. Yeah. Yeah. And it's credit to Roses that he's gone 70 70. 70s in the, super the funny coach, thing yeah. is, in a way, MJ, I would almost be more interested if he went 30 30, because then I'd think, okay, maybe the big scores are coming. Still in him. Yeah. But because those two 70s are at the start, you know, I'm only getting one for one week of a price movement in DT and Supercoach and the other 70 for two. So yeah, he doesn't really appeal to me. And the other reason he really doesn't appeal to me is what it does to a lot of sides. He's mm. a forward only. Yeah. And a lot of people have some dramas here. You know, we've got a midfielder in Connor McDonald that is either in that midfield or forward line. A lot of people have Jack Hayes, mm-hmm. Hugh Dixon. Yeah. Like we're already in a bit of trouble and we and some people have Corey Dirt and we don't want to be fielding him in my opinion. No, I'd be doing I everything agree. else. I'd be getting my Nick Martin from the midfield to the forward line. I'd be getting any of your other forwards into that line. No. Yeah, you'd be doing everything you can to avoid it. So I just, I just think, are we trading into a guy that's going to leave us in the same issue in a few weeks down the track? Yep. Uh, again, I get why people are interested because when you see two seventies, one hundred and thirty k, and in Supercoach, you know, even in AF, he's still you know around under three hundred. So I see the appeal because there's no one else. Mm-hmm. But then you go, okay, what else is out there? You know, Robin McComb wasn't a Bulldogs type of game. No. Nope. But then again, the thing that I didn't think uh, he was horrible by any means. I thought. Mm. The Crows are just better than the Dogs. And yep. you look at after quarter time, if you weren't Josh Dunkley, really, even the I mean, Lebe, that was it. and Smith, yeah. Even, yeah, those guys struggled to score. So, you know, I thought he'd get another one. But then you hear that Brock Smith's back, Latham Vandermeer is back. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we don't know about Lockie Hunter. You know, no. we don't know when he'll be back into the team. So can I guarantee him? He's, no. he's one that I would want to see one more on week. his bubble. One yeah. more week. Where is he at? What's going on? It's, it should be a easier matchup against the Bombers at Marvel. We know they yes. love Marvel. Yeah. Especially for someone like Rob McComb, who's 
more of an outside guy, getting on the end of some kick marks. So I'd want to see another week of him. Yeah. Now Hobbs, MJ, was <sighs> one that I did like. Love him as a junior. Yep. But he's coming to a Bombers midfield where a guy like Jai Caldwell can barely lock down Get a, a crack. And now with Merrick he's, back, he's even further back. Yeah. So this might be extreme, but the guy I look at when I'm wanting to create a downgrade this week and the person I have the most confidence in this week outside of Hayes. Sure. Is if he's named, I'm going straight to Greg Clark. Well, that's the thing. Like they're, they're the two guys that immediately pop on mind. I know Finn Callahan has done nothing really too wrong, but he's so he's expensive. right at the upper end. And, and as we've talked about a lot over a number of years, these expensive cows, while you might be quote paying for job security, you actually need them to outperform the basement cows by 15, 20 points per game to generate the same amount of money. We've talked about Supercoach a little bit as, a, as an illustration point to, to highlight that. You look at a Jason Horn Francis. He's gone at 115K in Supercoach this year. Um, and he's priced now at 322,000. You go, oh, that's not great. And I go, well, yeah, but nearly 100,000 cheaper at the start of the year was Connor McDonald. And he's gone up 60,000. And people go, Oh, but he's only averaging 43. I'm like, well, yeah. Exactly. I know. But it's about, it's the points per game aligned with the price to increase that. So to go a Finn Callahan or a Ben Hobbs, um, certainly more noticeable in AFL fantasy than maybe anywhere else, you need that. So I remember writing along with yourself and a bunch of the other panelists at the start of the year through the cash cow guide that we gave to our, our Patreons, which again, Patreons get for free. It's still there. Um, all the links at coachespanel.tv, a couple of bucks a month, you can go and grab it now. I just had a quick skim look through there. Just a couple of the names that I go, who should we see that should get a good run at it? We've mentioned the two that I think are the obvious ones. Clark, if named, Tim Gossage already has gone out on a limb and said he has been Very early, didn't he? But nothing from the club outside of he's in the mix. We know Hayes, barring injury or suspension, has got another eight to 10 weeks. Elijah Hollands, the news around him has not been as positive, but he does look no. like one that will get opportunities, but it's not been as positive as I think people would have hoped. Um, so that's there. I don't really see many more ruck options coming through, nor do we need them, but I don't see many more. Darcy Wilmont should be close, but again, he's on the more pricey side. good side, side. though, isn't it? And, and the it's thing a is, good Linda, how good does Answorth look? He's looks you know, Coleman's good. back. Like that's the it's thing. Injuries it's, that will need to create. What's so incredible is Brisbane, MJ. Brisbane. Yeah. Besides Hipwood, who's nearly actually already recovered from his injury, mm. Kai Lohman is the other only other person on their injury list, Very and he fit. just did his ankle on the weekend. So they've. That's right. There's there's no there's no reason for Wilmot to sneak in. Like it's very hard for him to walk into that side. Like he. He needs injury to create a yes. void for him. So as much as we we liked what he did and we liked the prospect of him, um, it's really tough when they're full strength. And they're yeah. full strength. And even guys that we thought he was wrestling with, like an Answorth for a spot, Yep. hey, he's playing great footy. They're yeah. playing good footy. Like It's hard it's to move It's not that easy. On. And even he's in a little bit of a premium, MJ. Yeah, he is. Like Ned Long should get games this year. Hawthorne will look to give him games. But when? And for how long? And what's more valuable to Sam Mitchell at the moment is, is it the winning culture? Is it the trade currency 
that an Omira and a Mitchell will bring them to further enhance the, the speediness of this rebuild. Um, Patrick Nash is probably the cow many people have missed this year. And he's done better than I think anyone expected. And then you're looking at guys like James Cheetahs, who's a long way back, it would seem, in Gold Coast, Mitchell yeah. Nevert. Um, at, at Geelong, again, another really talented player, Joshua Gota. Um, we won't see a Campbell Chesser this year. And then we're looking at the Arlo Draper and Charlie Dean. And the, uh, these are just. That's the thing, MJ, isn't it? These teams haven't got to that point. A lot of those teams, like North, maybe aside. Yeah. But at sure. the same time, there's a lot of guys that have been on those lists, you know, like a Perez, who's he's a couple of years advanced as opposed totally. to a Gota. And they want to give him a shot. Yep. So we're going to need some attrition. We're going to need yes. some guys to start being out for long periods of time. Yes. But as you said, like those were the guys that you always think, who do you pick in your team before the season is even close to starting? Yeah. And that's where it's your Hollands. You know, we, we know we've made Gould. jokes about school, yeah. you know, who's those guys that we go, yep, he'll be there. And then what happens is we usually lose a couple to injury and we gain a some couple. Don't, some don't emerge. Yeah. But that's why it is really, really tricky to start upgrading these guys. And that's why well, for that's me, it. Clark, you know, if I'm going to move on a Rochelle and a Horn Francis, you know, with, the, with everything we're going through in our teams, Clark's probably going to have to see the field. So I, that's why mm. I, I would be going him, even though I'm, it would be sight unseen. Yes. I'm just going to think, well, he's just going up against Roses. And then I've just got to hope that maybe in a week or two, there'll be someone else. Because that's why I understand why people go Roses, because they think, I've got him this week. If Clark is named, I can go him the following week or McComb. And that's fair enough. But if you don't like any of them and you've mm-hmm. got to make a call on someone, you, you just don't want to go to Deadwood. No. And it's this is, if they put Clark in that West Coast team, he's played two waffle games and he's straight in. That that's tells all the me sign you outside need. of injury, he's going to give, they're going to give him every chance to play. Yep. And whatever happens happens you know hopefully someone else emerges you know maybe it's a crazy spot yeah so that's the thing i don't see many cows at the moment but we always say that and someone will someone will pop yeah yeah but at the moment i couldn't tell you so if i can't tell you who i think they are and there's a guy like greg clark who's going to play yeah that's who i'm just going to go to and i'll just hope that in the future i find someone you know it's a better combination than a Roses and Clark. Maybe it's Clark and future person I haven't seen. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I, I think that the opportunity for us this week is Hayes feels like the easy move. And then a lot of coaches, not every, but a lot will have the Grundy issue to deal with. So they can, outside of probably AFL fantasy this week, um, they've got the opportunity to more than likely wait a week on a Greg Clark address yeah. Hayes unless they jumped him last see week. See who else is named. See who else is named. Like there was a Dempsey last week that popped out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. But for anyone in the Geelong side, and I thought he was okay. I thought Perez was actually not bad um, no. at, at North Melbourne. So again, but it does get jump. tricky, doesn't it, MJ, to find guys that make 150K. That's well, the issue. Because the to make 150K. You need five, really? six weeks in DT Supercoach. Correct. Correct. You need five or six weeks. And that is the big issue. And unfortunately, and this is where maybe AF does have that edge in a way sometimes at this point of the season because yes. you can start considering things that 
you wouldn't in other formats due to... Absolutely. Yeah, because you're just thinking, well, this is just a good enough player. This person will go up 70, 80. That person comes down 70, 80. Flip, yeah. flip, flip. But in, in Supercoach, you can really get bitten really hard and severely yeah. if you make a few incorrect cow decisions. Like if you jumped mm. on Hobbs because you lost Roses last week. Yeah. And they, and they drop Hobbs. When's he coming and then back? Roses goes another 70. It's like, man, you, you did all that for a 30 last week. Yeah. Well, um, that's the thing. And now you've got some dead wood with no DPP. That's, that's the thing. That's why I'd always find it hard to move McDonald at the moment because what he's going to allow you to do flexibility-wise opens that link is up. worth a lot. So it's tricky, MJ. It's a really tricky spot. And again, yeah. we might you know, open up teams tomorrow night. Two or three four pot, guys. Elijah Hollins go, is there and away we go. Uh, yeah, and that well, maybe it's McGuinness at North at, Melbourne. Uh, North Melbourne. Maybe, maybe it's Bergman at North Melbourne. Finally. You know, maybe it yeah. is go to these type of guys. Um, the mid-season draft is always our friend. So Yeah, we always get a couple. Uh, and that's only a month or so away too. So I, I think, Ian, you know, for others that are in that dilemma is if you're trading into a cow, it's limited options right now. But that's, again, how risk-averse are you? And what does the rest of your elements look like when you're trading out of these very secure cows, albeit the fat ones, to then maximize your premiums on field? You are looking at potentially shaky cow depth. But the positive mm-hmm. is, if you can alleviate that risk with premium performances on field, hope for a little well, that's bit the, of luck. That's the gauntlet, isn't it, MJ? That's, that's the gauntlet. The gauntlet good coaches run and get it at this point in the year to be successful. You've nailed rookie roulette, your mid prices have popped and you haven't had too many bad premium scores. That's probably how the weeks have gone for you. Now it's those that time trades right with getting off cows, getting lucky with the odd cow that pops on field. Example, super coach, you rested at Crips for the injury. You put O'Driscoll on field. Pops a ton, you move Driscoll back to the bench, you bring Crips back, pop another ton. Yeah, you're a genius. You're a genius, but you're equally as likely to have copped a 40 like you did this week. These are the luck elements that come into the game. Um, And sometimes luck fortunes the brave. And people, I I look at some teams, I go, man, your bench is so light. But then I go, yeah, but you look at the on field. Yeah, it's strong, isn't it? It's strong, and I go, okay, your risk is you copping out, you're copping donuts. But others go, well, I'm building cash, and that's okay. Both strategies have some merit. It's only in the light of hindsight that we go, ah, it was this, it was this. And that's the tricky part with with, uh, Supercoach and DTs and MJs, because you need to play three to even get a movement. Yes. You know, in AF, if you get the cow at the basement, and they go even a 60 and a 60. Yeah, you pop the 30. You actually, you, you, you actually get a bit of bit going. Yep. But as I said, if, if you time it poorly and they have a stinker in game three, look Ooh. at the Dylan Stevens, MJ. We were yeah, loving what, round, what his game two was. Yep. People moved on him to round two. Then the stinker came and he was dropped. And he's not getting back. Um, so that's the, that's the dilemma. That's the thing we've got to weigh up. Um, as I said, in my situation with, the information I've got on these players so far, I'd, I'd rather go early on the Clark, have the extra look at McComb, yeah, and then go, are you going to be around? Did you did you make the cut? Did you play better your second game? 
did they want to give Vandermeer a look in the VFL? Did they want yep. to give, where does that all lay? But again, some people will say, you know what? I'm taking Roses because he's there. And then next week I'll worry about the next guy. And that's fair enough. That, that could absolutely be the right move. Yeah, I, I think so. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Sam and Ben both have jumped on board. Similar questions about where do we see this Port Adelaide midfield unit evolving Oof. right now, specifically about Butters and Rosie. We've seen Connor really take a nice bump over the past two weeks. The first week I, I felt was fairly obvious with no Ollie Wines. It was, okay, here's our opportunity to get Connor going. He played quite well against Carlton, I thought. Um, and then last week, again, against a, a more name well, that's, West that's Coast, the issue, isn't it, but okay. a poor West Coast. The names are there, but they are not, they are shells of themselves in, in terms that's of That's not names. the team we know. That's that not is the not the Elliot Yo, the Tim Kelly, the Luke Shuey. They are, they are there in name and not there in ability uh, in, yeah. in footballing sense for, for whatever variance. I suppose what Sam, Ben and others are considering is specifically Connor does, if Connor stays in the mids, he'll push 85, 90, 100. And people are looking at him, whether it be via Grundy, look at it, a stunted cow, like a Rochelle, um, the out for the year Hayes or, or whatever it is. They're looking for these creative solutions to get points on field and to maximize some cash because to the point we've just made for the past five, 10 minutes, the cupboard is, is at this stage looking bare on cow. So we're trying to get creative with movement of cash. What's your take specifically on Connor Rosie? I know Sam's asked a bit about butters because I'm convinced butters plays through there. And sometimes you have games like that where the ball doesn't land your way. You're not feeling well in the week. I'm not Mm. too concerned about him, but Connor is an, interesting guy to consider because if the role holds for five weeks, you're a genius. Yeah. Well, it's, that's the fascinating thing, isn't it? Like you look at the center bounces this week and mm. outside of Sam Hayes, him and Ollie Wines had the same amount. Boke, Boke saw the drop. Yep. He saw a drop the last two weeks though, which is, Interesting. Which is interesting. Up, up from you know high eighties guy to mid fifties. Willem Drew, he lost a bit. Butters mm. lost a bit. Amon lost a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, he got a shot. He got a shot in there, and he Rosie. took it. Yeah, and he took it. The, the hard thing is, so did absolutely everyone else in the <laughs> Port Adelaide side. Oh so, man. MJ, like, I looked at this, the scores here, and you sort of actually can't believe what you're looking at like there's there's eight guys 110 plus across formats yeah it's absolutely eight eight guys 110 plus in dream team yeah todd marshall houston both 130 plus. pal pepper goes tons like no disrespect to him like it's just finlayson mj it's ellen drew so i wish it wasn't against west coast like that's the (laughs) That's the thing that worries me. The thing that I like, and you know how much I like looking at this, is last two weeks, eight marks, six tackles. Last week, seven marks, five tackles. Yeah. Because that's what provides when you're in the midfield. 
the floor. If you, if you're doing that, yeah. If you're doing that, like last week, you think about that. Like that's over forty points from marks to tackles. Mm. Week before, similar again. It's only fifty points. Problem, MJ, is it came against West Coast. That great performance. Yeah, you know, you'd love to see it against, you know, Melbourne. More superior, a more important Honestly, you'd love to see it against the Saints, who he plays this week. Yeah. So, but MJ, I want to probably put it back on you. What, what's the expectation? Like, what do we, what do we want from Rosie? Now it's the end of the year to be a successful pick. Well, I think the challenge that we also have before I answer that is he's got the round twelve bye, so mm-hmm. um, he, he's not even somebody with with six weeks away from that, that you could probably get the ultimate bang for your buck. So ideally he's in that round 14, you're streaming for six or seven weeks, you make your 150, 200K, you're, you're banking. That's why, yeah, plus. absolutely right, MJ. That's why but, he becomes a, what is the expectation going forward? Because he's not an easy guy to move on. No, he, he has to pop early. Like these next two weeks, he has to continue on the current trend of 90 plus to make it worthwhile. And if he does not in two weeks go 90-90 across formats, um, he will still make you some good money over that fortnight, even some 70s and 80s. He'll still make you some money. But outside of AFL fantasy, for me in those two formats, I would be pulling my parachute at that point. So whenever you trade into a mid-price guy like this um rids a decade ago uh, before we started the coaches panel um coined this phrase the broadbent strategy and it was built off this idea of trading into a guy that's got a good role with a good fixture and as a price point where he will score like a premium but is nowhere near priced like a premium and and over this three or four week window uh, the um the ship's just transition across and then you get aggressive and trade them out. Yeah. It typically you, have a target on the other side as well, wouldn't it? Correct. So we'd say yeah. if I get a hundred from this guy and the premium I want comes down a hundred, that's away. the 200 K. Yeah. And so that's the way I would be encouraging people to pursue it with Connor Rosie outside of AFL fantasy um, of going, okay, you want to trade into him, whether it be via a Grundy, because that enables you to also address a Rochelle up. I'm, I'm quite okay with that style of aggressive trading. If it's Grundy down because it then gets another up, I'm okay with that. But what's your parachute in two weeks? What's your exit strategy if he goes 70, 70? Because if you don't have one, this is now where you find yourself getting back to his 50s and 60s as a small forward and you're stuck. These are these in-season risks you've got to weigh up and be prepared to take. I don't see his role changing too much. If Port are winning and he's playing his role, I think he's going to be there. But I don't think he's a 90s guy from now to the end of the year. Um, But if you can get a month of it, it's there. But the buy is yuck. It's a yuck. Yeah, I, I just think you'd have to be in a really unique situation to pull something like this off. Like... We'd rather do it post-buy or during the buys totally. because then you at least tell yourself, this is my final upgrade. I yep. don't have the cash generation to get to. Now, the same logic does apply now. If you nail it, if you, if you, if this oh, is the genius Tyron Thomas run home of last year and you pick it now. And from this point on, Rosie goes 95, 
You're amazing. 100? Well, you're ahead. You know, you're probably yep. 100, 150K ahead. You're laughing. Yep. All that sort of stuff. And he does have the talent. Now, that's the thing that does give me the slight interest is this is not a random guy. Like, this is a no. guy that really he should be. You think about some of the guys in his draft class and what they're doing. Bailey, well, Smith, Bailey Sam Smith. Walsh, namely. Yeah. They're, they're Ubers. Like, they're yeah. Uber elite players yeah. and fantasy scorers. So, it's all there for Connor. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Yeah. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. Last week would have been the perfect time if you really <laughs> believed, but I don't yep. think anyone could have really seen that. Because yep. even in right. AFMJ, it's crazy when you look at it. Like in the last two weeks, he's gone up 100K. Already. Like, so that's why for me in so AF, I'm a bit more quick. okay with it there yep. because- And the price movement is a bit different too, isn't it? He goes 70. He's popping another 40K this week. Yep. So even yep. on a down performance for Connor this week, I'm a bit more- uh, and they're a very friendly it. team. They're a very fantasy-friendly team. As I said, yeah. the thing that just gives me a little bit of pause is I've, I've, I've missed the West Coast. I'm going into Saints. You've missed, you've missed the ceiling game potentially, yeah. Yeah, so you're going into Saints, Dogs, and then North and Tassie. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's not terrible. Saints are very hard. No. Um, but also, it's a new role. And if he's going to tackle and mark, you're going to give yourself every shot. I think the hard thing, MJ, where I say a lot of teams won't be able to go him is, you know, what what are you trying to do? Like, you know, yeah. you're trying to fix Grundy? Like, yes. is, are you going to go Grundy to a midfielder? We'll get to that, I'm sure, later. But yeah, definitely. what's your scenario where you can take on a Rosie and don't need the downgrade? Because everyone's going one up, one down, aren't they? Really? Yeah, for the most part. So maybe... Part. Maybe if you've got so much cash in the bank that you go and Grundy goes to the premium you want and Jack Hayes goes up to Connor Rosie. Sure. But the hard thing I will say, and even an AF, if you miss on this type of guy mm-hmm. and you've invested your 150K in taking Hayes to Rosie, mm-hmm. to, to get your 150K back, you're going to trade out Rosie. So are you mm-hmm. better just having that 150K in the bank and just keep upgrading? Just keep upgrading. Yeah. Like, and again, clearly, if you nail Rosie and he pops and he keeps Amazing. going, you're a genius. Amazing. But it's an it's an extra trade if he's not the guy you think he is to re-extract that cash you put into him. Yeah. Now, and I think you might sit here and go, "He's the best cash cow." You might say, that "He's the best cash cow." It's a two week play, but how long do two week plays become seven week plays? Well, that's right. Well, that's the risk you take, mm-hmm. isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. it's what's your level and appetite for risk. What is your plan and strategy for the next two to three weeks? How does Rosie help you get there, if at all? And if he does, go for it. Know the risk. And and the last thing I'll say on Rosie as well, MJ, is you would have loved to see Butters be healthy for that game because he he wasn't right. And that's the thing. It's easy to say the previous week, well, there's no wine. So I've just taken out 70% of the CBAs. Yeah, they're best. And they've dispersed that. You know, it's easy to take, I'm sure, butters to 57% CBAs to 31. Mm. But you know he's crook and the yeah. game's dead and yeah. give them to Connor. Yeah. And take a little bit off Boke and take a little bit off Trove. Yeah, keep so, building his confidence. Yeah. Again, if, if he stays at 70%, he probably it, is 90. It's a pick of the year um, from now to to the next five or six weeks. So these are all the elements. Again, this is not a fence. This is an explanation of the mindset and the process to look through to identify 
is Connor right for me and my unique variables of my side in my matchups, in my focuses, in all these things? And for some, the answer is no, I'm going to go get Sam Hayes and I'm going to, from a Jack Hayes, and I'm going to take Brody Grundy and I'm going to get Max Gorn because I don't like not having him. Those are perfectly fine trades to make. Equally, you could go, I love taking risk. And so I'm going to move. Uh, this, this is a bad illustration, but I'm going to take Brody Grundy and Jack Hayes into a Connor Rosie and a Kitty Coleman mm. um, uh, and move up from a Kane Baldwin or, or, you know, like that. That's not yeah, a maybe trade he's scenario, for, maybe but... he's, Maybe he's stopped for next week, though. Or maybe the one that swings this around is maybe we do lose Sherry. And you say, yeah. well, bloody hell, I've, I've, my, my bench is McCartan and Jack Hayes because I, I don't want to move McCartan. Hugh Dixon. I don't, have, I don't yeah, have enough dollars on Hayes' head to get this trade I want. But if yeah. I do, so sometimes people might just go, you know what? For 30K, I'll put 30K on Rosie's head. I'll make that Sherry. back in a week, yeah. From Sherry, maybe it is a two-week hit when I'm not confident on these cows. Yeah, correct. You know, I think a Greg Clark in an AF might change that. People might just go straight to him and just say, Get a well, let me just have my cat, let me have my cash and I'll work out the rest. But mm. others may go, you know what? Do that, do that. And yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable with this side. So yeah, very interesting. I, again, it's a fence in a sense that I haven't quite got a read on what my projection is and unless you know what your projection is for a player I, I can't give you an answer because you want to know what the dollars are how close are they to the top tier what am i missing out we always talk about that if i settle on rosie mm. what am i missing i trade him back yeah what am i missing am i missing 10 points a week on another guy yeah you know I could think about especially when toronto in the in the dt's just dropped to 60 yeah duncan's and getting in two weeks for the picking so oh it's probably a move that yeah, some people are going to be looking in two weeks going, that was right. You know, he's 700K now. And away you in, go. And he's, and he's airborne. So, and it's, and it's the making of him. Like, this yep. might be his time. Yeah. And that's why the talent is in the pedigree we always talk about because typically when these breakouts come, it is a Taran Thomas. You know, a role change. Pick. The opportunity. And it's a rosy. Yeah. So he's got, he's got a lot of good elements. It, no question. So... so. It's, it's I'll, a fascinating I'll look into one. it more, MJ. I'll look into right. it even more. There you go. All right, we'll keep that there. Last quick couple of questions. And again, we're taking a little bit more time on these questions because I felt like these are, um, and again, we're going to get to Grundy, um, but a lot of these, I think, have taken us into nice splinter tracks that, that I wanted to take some time and help people process through. Last two um, ones, uh, Sriram's already asked about Kitty Coleman as a downgrade target. Look, more expensive than a normal rookie, mm. but was a real hot property, has the DPP, which is important, of defender forward, and as he's identified, round 14 by. And that game, that was a wet-weather footy in the last half, and he was crisp and clean with the way he was touching a ball. You probably don't have to jump this week in DT or Supercoach, given he's, no. he's not on the bubble and... Sam Hayes is the bubble boy to go this week. But what's your take on, on Kitty Coleman as we were comfortable starting with him, but part of that was because lack of cows, lack of cows. We kind of find ourselves in that spot almost again, back to the point we made 20, 30 minutes ago of lack of cows. 
yeah, we, we, we like him, MJ. I think no know, we liked his finish to the season. Yep. Uh, he showed he showed glimpses there with that role change, you know, even in hotly contested finals. You know, he's put up a 74 mm-hmm. and a 90 yes. in that Melbourne game and a 50 and a 77 against the dogs in a real heated type of game. Again, what's your expectation? Yeah, that's I think the you're getting key, I think I think you're getting a bit silly if you're going above 75. Mm-hmm. There's still guys like Daniel Rich, Dane Zorko. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'd be a bit ill-informed to just go Kitty Coleman's an 80 guy when Daniel Rich is an 86 guy. Yeah, I don't see Kitty Coleman getting the kickouts. Nope. And you think about that, like Rich is going at 86 with kickouts. Hmm. So I think for me, you know, Coleman's a 70 guy, 75 yeah. guy. Yeah, that's about right. Now, which again, a DPP is great, especially in AF. You can do all, you can have incredible coverage with around 14 DPP back forward. Like you're just going to have a lot of options. But I just think at that price tag, MJ, it's another one that unless you're so well stocked mm-hmm. and you've, and a Clark wasn't named, like I'd find it hard for someone to be in a position where they can take Clark. If he's named and get a Coleman, like I feel like they'd be always wanting to go up. Yeah. So when you're a bit of a tweener like that, even though he's 150, 100, sorry, 180 k cheaper than Rosie, I feel like 75 is about all you can really hope for, yeah. unless you were just praying for the the pop game, ride that wave, yeah, make 150 quick, and he probably will make 150, um, which is again appealing with the cows that we've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, the hard thing is if you if you take if you wait a week on Clark and you get Coleman, and then the yeah. next week there's two cows and you get Clark Correct. that week, all of a sudden in AF you can really get behind and you're always losing 10, 30, 40 K sometimes if these cows come out and go bang. Yeah. And it really forces your hand, especially if you get an injury to a premium. Mm. How often do we say that, MJ? I'm sitting on this bank. <laughs> oh wait, now I've lost a Grundy. Got to wait a week. Still got 400k sitting in there. So got to wait a week. Yeah. Again, find it really hard to fit him in. Maybe in a week's time in in Super Coach, if he pops this week, we think we can ride it. Yeah. But it's not easy, MJ, is it, to get from a 260 scorer, 260 price player to a 400 price player in Super Coach? No. You have it's to be so difficult. Going even you look at Bowie, MJ. He had a 150 in there, and he barely yeah. got to that. Yeah, that's so right. He scraped his it, way it through. It would be a pass for me unless someone sends me a very unique side that says he's the solution to all my problems. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards, I don't know, some might be a bit more, oh, do I go Coleman over Rosie to save the cash and to juggle that? Uh, again, sometimes when you find yourself so conflicted in the, do I do this, 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 sometimes you go map out all your variations and now wait 24 hours for teams. See what the cards get yeah. dealt to you. Well, we then... always say, MJ, it's never, it's never a, a decision's never harder when you've got more cash. Correct. So that's, if you've got more cash the next week, you've yeah. got more options. So Correct. that's usually our tiebreaker if, you, if you're that not sure. When in doubt. You're right. Map it out. Take a break. Yep. Look at your team. Look at the teams when they come out. Yeah, that's true too. And, and again, you have to in your head. What's my projection on this player? Well, he's a 70 guy. Okay. Well, he's priced at 50. You know, yep. or is it he's a 90 guy? He's priced at 70. Like, 
work that out. Make a yep. call. It's, yep. That's what the game is. You got to make calls. We all have to make them. We're very rarely right. We just hope we're more right than everyone else. <laughs> and we go from there. Yeah, very true. Uh, last question we want to hit before we do want to uh, talk about Brody Grundy. Sarah Kate wants to know how many blues are too many? I think this is a pretty simple one. She's got Cripps, Hewitt, and Doherty. Well done, Sarah. Very Beautiful. happy with them so far as you should be. So Walsh is looking good as well, no doubt. I think, Sarah, for me, don't worry about the too many from a team focus. Look about the buys. Um, certainly there might be a greater risk, as Melbourne might be able to advocate for at the moment, of, or West Coast mm-hmm. more previously, of there might be a greater enhanced risk of being uh, COVID connections um, from within club land. But ultimately, Sarah, check out your buy structure along the way, what we know about those three that you've got and Walsh, they're all legitimate premiums and all desirable options. So that would be my only concern for you is if you look at the rest of your side um, as you're targeting Walsh um, for you and you go, okay, I want to get Sam Walsh into my side. I go, brilliant. That sounds fantastic. Uh, What other midfield premiums do you have? Oh, well, I've also got Josh Kelly uh, and I've also got Zach Merritt. Uh, and Jack Steele, I'm like, well, okay, you're too heavy um, through that line. You're going to have to wait till after the buys. Um, those are the things that I would be more looking for, Sarah, than I'd be too much worried about too many from a club um, per se. Let's talk Brody Grundy, though. We, we've kind of teased it for the past, you know, 40, 50 minutes or so. What do coaches do? I've put an article up at coachespanel.tv with some of my thoughts. Max Gorn feels like for non-owners, he's staring them in the face. Luke Jackson out under health and safety protocols. However, for those that didn't want to pay up for Gorn at the start of the year, in some formats, you're now paying even more than you were paying for him. And so that this is the worst week possible outside of his matchup from a dollar's perspective to trade into Gorn. Yeah, 100% MJ. I think, I think there's a few... Things going through people's heads. What's your other two Ruckman yeah. in a super coach format? So, you know, I think a lot of people, as we spoke about at the start, they've probably got Bruce and they've got Sam Hayes now. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty commonplace amongst a lot of you know, top coaches is to have them at R2 and R3. So yeah. you'd think that those people had Grundy at R1 in that setup. So you've got a few options, don't you? A lot of people have Sherry. So your first option is, and this is where I think you have to start the discussion. We don't typically have a ruck forward that we can easily swing into that line. No. So what that does with all the DPP we have is you can't just compare Gorn to other ruckmen. You have to no. compare Gorn to every premium player Available. in the game. Agree. That's, that's the trick. Now, again, team pending you might feel a bit nervous about Sherry. So if you were thinking of the option of, I'm going to, Grundy's out. Sure. I'm going to slide Sherry to R1 alongside Bruce in the ruck line, and I'll pick whoever I want because I've got Nick Martin in the midfield, and I'm going to mm-hmm. go to a mid. I think what people are worried about is if there's some chat about Sherry being out of the side and they pick that premium mid they want this week, are they pushing a problem down the road next week? And now, granted, you might have Sam Hayes to come in and cover you. With Correct. Sherry. So that's a positive because he actually looks like he's a competent cow and competent coverage. But 
it does start feeling a bit risky, doesn't it? When you go, there's some chat about Sherry. I've got this first, got this Ruckman for Port Adelaide playing for the first time in his career. We know Proust is a liability to do anything, whether it was injure himself or injure the opposition to the degree that he gets suspended. So I can see people going, this could be dangerous here. I've got Max Gorn already yep. at an expensive price about to come up against a team that he scored 170 plus against in Supercoach two of his last three games. Yikes. He's a sole rock this week. Against he goes Max 160. Lynch. It's only getting more and more expensive. What do I do? What do I do? So I think that's the first thing. And for certain people, as we always talk about, people's personalities come through in this game. Totally. If you're conservative and risk adverse, and also if you're not a Gorn owner, that's a massive player that you don't have that a lot of people have. Yeah, and, and good sometimes teams do. the best option is just to go, this person is killing me. I know it's a bit overs, but for I'm my not enjoyment, going, for my whatever. Yeah, and I'm not confident picking that other player that can go with him. Yeah. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna neutralize it. And then the next week I'm not forced into having to get a, a Gorn when a, if a Sherry or Bruce or Hayes was out. So I can sure. see that approach. Yep. If you want to push the envelope a little bit more, some people will say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get rid of Grundy. Mm. I'm going to have Bruce and Hayes at R1 and R2. Sure. I'm going to swing Dixon to R3. Yep. And I'm just going to take my pick of anyone else. I'm going to get, I'm going to get Petrarca. I'm going to get Mills. Yeah. I'm going to get Oliver. I'm going to get And Duncan. that's the thing, MJ. You might, you might have had a plan with your ruck line. Now, it's, it's probably not as likely as, as likely because they do have the last buy around Melbourne. But sure. You might have a plan that I don't want any more round 14 guys for the white for, for a bit of time. I want to go mm. somewhere else. I, I want to get steel because that's who I want. It fits what I want to do. Yeah. You, you, might, you might sit there and go, you know what? What a great chance here. I'm about to turn Grundy into a Jordan Degoe, pocket a bit of cash. I'm going to yeah. get Luke Parker. And maybe you start thinking, well, I'm just going to do a boost here and fix a couple of things. Yeah. I, I, can, turn, I can turn Grundy and a couple cows into three premiums. Yeah. They might hit. be underpriced. So that's where it's going to get really interesting for some coaches. Is Again, I think Gorn is the safe, okay, Yep. I'm back on and level nothing playing field with, with anyone. No, yep. no, no. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that, yep, okay, I'm back on level playing field. That's not something that's going to hurt me anymore. Correct. I'm, I'm settled in that area. I'll let the rest of my team handle it. Totally. But I think if you are down the picking order, mm-hmm. this is where you start going, okay, what, what can I do with probably three trades you'd want to just to really see if you can – yeah, I'm going to take Grundy coach, to yeah. Rosie. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And I'm going to take a swing here and see if I can just get that extra rookie off the field that maybe the rest of the comp you think have. Yep. See what happens. So I think that's the thing about this is in years past, it would just be gone. It would be gone totally. or maybe another option. But I think yep. now, and the, the thing is always, English is on the horizon. The, the, the yeah, injury he list, could be back. I know, the, I know the AFL said three to four weeks. The Bulldogs specific one from the two club to three was one to two, MJ. Yeah. It was one to two. So this is a guy that was going with Gorn, was going better than Gorn. What if he's going so, back this week? If it's one to two, 
Stefan Martin was mauled by Riley. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But that's this is a guy that maybe you say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get this. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll actually get English as my ruckman for 70K cheaper, 100K yeah. cheaper than Gorn. So, yeah. again, these things come a bit more appealing when things aren't going your way. If you're clearly, if you're in the top couple thousand, you're going, Oh, problem. Here's my chance. I'm fix that. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. fix that rock. And no problem. Now I'm just going to play on. But I think if you're a bit, you know, if you're off the back of the your pack, way, this yeah, is, like take. you said, your chance to get aggressive to attack. Look at those combinations of, oh, you know, it, like I said, can you get Hayes up to Rosie and can you take a Grundy into a Mitch Duncan, into a, yeah. a, a Christian Petrarca, who I know still has a little bit of money to, to bleed out, but is still a very good option. Or a Tuke Miller, it might be a week early, but he's shown some improving signs that his scoring is back. Um, well, so for right. me, you've got to look at all those elements of well, what does your side look like in two to three weeks? And, and don't forget, if, a lot of people are carrying cash because they thought they were going to do yeah. a couple of upgrades this week. So as I said, if you can turn Grundy and two cows oh, into three goodness. premiums, yeah. Like again, you, this is the hard thing. If you when you trade in a Crips, and this is the mm-hmm. this is the, the age old debate, isn't it, MJ? Yeah. If you don't have a player that started hot, yeah. You are usually behind just yes. by nature of it. So there's only one way you can lock in that loss per se is to mm-hmm. pick them. Yes. Now I know that can be hard because they're going well. That's why you're attracted to them in the first place totally. no, in, in, right now, because you're like, wow, they're on fire. But things do settle and things do mm-hmm. change. And often a lot of the time, the only way to catch up is to go, well, I've started Whitfield. Everyone else has traded him out. Now I'm just going to hope he comes good. You know, yeah. this person started slow. Maybe they can turn it around. Like get, get on that player before yeah. that, that wave of momentum comes to everyone trying to get to them. Well, or it's, it's why Caleb Mills or a Clayton Oliver last week, everyone's chasing them this week. And it was something I shared with our Patreons. The reason I targeted Clayton Oliver last week as a trade-in was because I knew um, Richmond give up plenty of contested possessions. So you knew Clayton was going to have a good game. The next week, which is who their matchup is this week, is Hawthorne. They are giving up massive points to opposition premium midfielders. We saw what Callum Mills did to them just in that week alone. Then you forecast it the very next week. Again, this is not a flex. It's rather just an illustration. They've got what St Kilda one of the hardest teams to play but then the week after that it's West Coast so Mm. it's like four of the best midfield matchups for Clayton Oliver you could have asked for and so I don't think trading into Clayton's a bad idea this week either um, because we've got the historical pedigree to be a good pick however say that to go what is that fixture of the next few weeks what is that guy that's Mm. priced just enough that you can get maximum return for them. So rather than going, oh, I better go get Crips because Crips has been a beast. Yeah, okay, he might still be the right pick for you. Or is there someone that you can look at their fixture, their next three to four weeks of run, you look at their role, you look at the price point and go, I'm going to get the guy that people want in a week's time. So Mills owners, Oliver owners that have brought them in in the past week or two, they're all just sitting back going, 
welcome to the club. Um, yeah, well, that, and nice again, we're not talking out of those guys because sometimes, no, no, no. end of the day, you want the most points. Correct. But sometimes, like in, in the Gorn scenario, you just have to do it. Yeah. But as I said, typically when you're back, picking the same players that everyone ahead of you has, you're catching up. Not gonna, yeah. You're not going to catch up. And often as well, MJ, the kicker is usually you're paying more as well. Like, mm-hmm. so that's what can really hurt. So again, have a deep, deep look. Is there someone? And again, I'm not saying Clayton Oliver's the guy to take on because no, sure. I think that is still a fair <laughs> price. But there will be someone else that that we don't see at the moment that will have a three round rolling average of 120 in D10, 130 in Supercoach. Yeah, correct. And, and and who that person is, if you can identify that, you're clearly way. you're on your way. And I think Grundy presents an opportunity to have a look at everything, not mm-hmm. just, and again, English is nearly 100K cheaper, MJ. Yeah. By the time he's back and the way Gorn's going, there'll be a 100K difference. And as mm. good as Gorn is, his three-round rolling average is 137. Yeah. So, unfortunately, as you mentioned, he's you're paying more than you ever paid for him this season right now. Yeah. Right now you are. So, does he come back to work? Does... Who knows what happens, but make that decision and don't, again, we're definitely not saying don't pick Gorn. He he might be the option for you. He might be got to get him now so I can get an Ollie Wines next week, you know, a Paddy Cripps. That's the thing. you got to weigh up combinations of everything. Hey, the good thing is MJ, and this is something people got to keep in mind and keep in mind with your trades. If Greg Clark comes out and goes 90 plus, do you really want to finish your midfield when you've got a guy going 90 plus? Or do you want to maybe fix that F6 or D6? Like, you know what I mean? You don't want to just, oh, got to finish the midfield. Yeah, correct. But if you've got a cow that's firing and you've got a cow that's struggling, laboring, like I'd yep. say that looks like a sherry might be, mm-hmm. you know, looks like, you know, Maybe it's a chance to get Whitfield, like get rid yeah. of Whitfield, all those type of things. Like have a look at what these cows can do because that's the ones that make the massive difference. That's the If key. you've got a cow that can go big, all of a sudden you can fix those guys that are maybe in the 10 to 20 range in their position and, and get them up to a top three Yeah, and get more points that way. So I think a lot of Grundy owners have got fortunate in a sense that mm-hmm. they're not going to miss these big cows of, yes. of a Bruce and a Hayes. Yep. Um, but again, don't just close the door if you don't have Gorn and just go, well, it has to be Gorn. Think about the value. Yeah, Think I about like the that. value that's coming through. It's, it's mm. a really good opportunity, especially if you're back behind the pack. And a lot of people yeah. we know that are our listeners, MJ, they've had great finishes. So yeah. finishing 50K, finishing 20K, yeah. like it doesn't bother them. That's, no. and, that's, and, we've all, and we've all had those seasons. We're not going to say that we're perfect all the time. And it's funny. Sometimes when you do those things that are different because you, you, you have a bit of freedom, don't you? When you're in the yeah, top pressure's few off. thousand, you go, oh, God, I've got to hold this, got to keep this going. Sometimes when the pressure's off, you learn little tricks that you go, I would have never even thought about getting a couple of those cheaper guys and, and patching up. So don't be afraid to try a few things. And again, we've got a lot of footy to go. So again, it's your team, manage it how you yeah. want. But sometimes you get these little opportunities and just, zigging when everyone's zagging 
can really spark your team and, and spark a bit of enjoyment as well. Yep. No, I think that I, I love that bit of advice. Don't don't get narrowed. Look at the breadth of the opportunities that are there. Think more than just this one week ahead. Look two, three weeks ahead. And all of a sudden, the right path for you could become clearer. What are your objectives? Are you going for leagues? Are you going for rankings? What's your level of risk? What's the level of trades you need to make? What are the cash moves you've got planned coming through? Put all these elements into the consideration and then from there, make that trade. It could mean you're using your third trade boost in Dream Team and Supercoach already. That's okay. Absolutely no it, We never it had them, be, MJ. Never had them. Doesn't matter if you don't have them um, uh, outside of the multi-buy rounds where you'll get three again. So, okay, use them, lose them, learn from them. You might go, nah, Gorn's the right one. Hayes the right one. That's my moves. Okay. Look at all the options. And then once you know, make the best unique decision for you, not what the pressurized um, media or the pressurized Twitter sphere kind of implies you must do or the only way. There are multiple ways for success in fantasy football and it's only hindsight. At the end of the season, you can look back at the movements and go, ah, that one movement changed everything. Like right now, just as an illustration point, if you started the year with Josh Kelly in AFL Fantasy over Andrew Brayshaw, you're a couple of hundred points down in just six weeks. If you started, if you didn't field Nick Martin and Josh Rochelle on field in round one and you put a a Durden and a Baldwin on field, you're a couple of hundred points down. If you captained Patrick Cripps two weeks ago and you kind of ignored a, a Jack Steele, you're another hundred or so points down. This is how quickly the game can move is one or two variances every week can have hundreds of points of impact. So do the best you can, get all the ingredients and the elements and in the mix. And at the end of the day, luck is the last unknowing factor that comes your way. Put all the skill you can into the mix, put all the research and preparation you can. And then at the end of the day, luck is the thing that gets you through that. Absolutely, MJ. Again, as we say, only 100 people can finish top 100. Only 1,000 can finish top 1,000. There's a lot of really smart, coaches out there yes and and honestly it's part of you know enjoying this game is that sometimes you get things wrong Mm. you make a few calls you trade into a guy that's injured as you said you get that lotto wrong Mm -hmm. but that's the thing like that that's the game like yeah it, it, it wouldn't be fun if you were just top 100 every year yeah boring like (laughs) <laughs> the frustration of it is what makes you come back after a few days of not wanting to look at your team and yeah. go, okay, how do we get this rabble in order? Like, yeah. do I take the risk? Like you said, do I take the calculated risk with a Rosie or Coleman or do I just, you know what? It's actually not that bad. I need a bit of luck. I'll just keep the one up, one down. Like that's what you get to decide. Like yeah. as I said, we don't like to talk about our team or say you must do this. We, there no. is never a must. But consider everything. Like again, don't just yep. That's the that's the trade. Map it yeah. out. See what works for you. And again, sometimes how many times do we say, you know what, this trade's about? I cannot watch my team play or my favorite player play if they're not in my team. Like it is nails on a chalkboard. Watching, let's just say, Max Gorn. Yeah. Destroy. Take a, yeah. Like if Max Gorn takes a mark and you don't own him and you love Melbourne, 
Like that's just not fun. Like you forget about those things. I think yeah. when you're in the preseason, yeah. And then you once the game starts, you go, I love Frio. Why am I cheering for Andy Brayshaw to get tagged? Because I don't know. Yeah. Like that's just that's not fun, is it? Like no. I think that's always a note that I get to this point of the season, MJ, and go, just pick the players I love. Because if not, I don't love this player, but just say, mm. you know, it's um, Travis Boak and he's yeah. on fire. It doesn't hurt me the same as if it's, you know, a guy I love like a Jack Steen. Like I can live with that a little bit more. Totally. So I think we always forget about that bit, but that's a massive part of it. it you is. don't enjoy watching the guys play or you hate cheering against a guy you don't have because yeah, you know everyone right. else has him. That just sucks. Like that's just, you don't want to be cheering for the negative, do you? That's no, just no one. No it's one annoying. wants to be in that spot. No, I think it's some nice advice and a nice way to wrap up this episode. Hey, Kane, as always, mate, an absolute pleasure, mate. Appreciate your work. Thank you, MJ. Love your work too. Uh, if you want to go and check out some of the articles we've dropped at coachespanel.tv, they are there for you. Some trade targets from Brody Grundy, quick analysis on all the ultimate footy new DPPs, the break-evens, and a bunch of other stuff. All there for you at coachespanel.tv. All the podcasts, if you want to go back and check them out uh, over the past few weeks, months, gosh, even years, uh, all of those, you can find them where you're listening to this episode. And then follow us on social media. At Coaches Panel is the handle across all the major formats. You'll be able to find us, follow us, and we'll do absolutely what we can. We can keep you up to date with everything happening in the world of your fantasy footy side. Look, good luck with the trades you make this week. I hope they work out for you. I hope your captain kills it. Rookie roulette, the last couple of weeks we're playing rookie roulette. I hope it goes your way. And we can't wait to chat to you at the end of round six and hopefully with some things that have gone well for you.